Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Well, hello and welcome to this week's Countryside uh, with Kerry Kermode and Simon Clark. Uh, the last one of the current series, Kerry, but we're back in February, but it's nice that we get a chance on this programme to get some festive um, parts in it, really. That's it. It's a busy time at the minute, everyone getting ready for Christmas, and Central Mart's been preparing the ringside ready for the turkeys and the geese to come in, and it just it is a really special time, isn't it? Yeah, and Peter Quayle tells you about uh, how the Central Marts has been. There's been a mart recently as well, and well supported, and, and good animals there, wasn't there? Absolutely. The, the farmers are doing a great job providing great stock, and uh, Peter thanks the local producers and, and customers as well here on the island for supporting the Manx farmers. Yeah, and were you... On the large horse out Balahimmon? No, they were fine big horses mm. and designed for the environment as well. They live outdoors all year round and, oh, yeah, real herd animals. It was a great sight in the back of Cronkavody there. Yeah, and uh, Bryony uh, d- there with, with Dew and Cannell, they, they've got that land and they, they're using it well and it's a part that people on the island don't get to that often, isn't it? That's right, and unless you knew where you were going, you'd get lost quite easily, but it's so peaceful and to actually get up onto the top of the mountains there and, and look out and, like Bryony says, the view of England, Scotland, and the smell of the gorse and the look of the heather. She says it's just beautiful, so mm. we'll have to put it on our bucket list. Yes. Uh, also, I catch up with Vivian Quain, uh, one of the characters from the Sulby area. I had a good chat with her about her times a few years ago now, um, getting ready for Christmas uh, with the people around the farms, you know, the doing poultry and uh, as well as doing everything else. It was uh, some hard work around this time of year. That's right. Everyone rallied together, though. All the different farmers would come round and help dress the turkeys and the poultry, and, and then they might go round and help dig up the, the veg or prepare the veg for Christmas Day. It was a, a big team effort. It doesn't just quite have that feel anymore, does it, really, in the no. modern kind of farming no. life? Yeah, and you've tried the dressing of the turkey once, didn't you? Put a hat and a tie on it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is, then, this week's Countryside. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Well, if I said to quite a few people here on the Isle of Man, where's Balahimmon? I think lots of them wouldn't have much of an idea, to be honest. It's tucked away a little bit, Kerry, isn't it? That's right, Simon. In the back of back of beyond, but what a beautiful place it is just off Cronkavody. I went along to speak to Bryony, who runs a pony trek in there, to hear about their festivities they're having at the moment. It is a busy time. We've had a, a great number of volunteers giving us a hand to get the grotto ready, and uh, in particular Sharon, who's done a wonderful job again this year, third year running. We did it actually about ten years ago, and then left it for a little while and people kept saying, are you going to do it again? And, you know, it's very popular with the children. Great family experience, really, yeah. To have the horses prepared and ready to do the trek, and you obviously do the summer trekking as well, Bryony, how difficult is it to get the right breeds and have the right temperament for the outings? We do tend to go for, obviously, quiet, good temperament on the horses, ones that can cope well with the hills up here. We're obviously quite high up in the hills. We love the Haflinger horses that we get. They originate from Austria and cope very well with all sorts of weather. They're very tough, hardy breed. They're very sociable animals. They love living outdoors in a herd group. Obviously, naturally, a horse is a herd herd animal, so as long as they've got plenty of 
pay at them this time of the year, plenty of food in their bellies, they're, they're quite happy. And children, they love getting out and riding on a horse. Yeah, I can remember as a little girl, that's all I wanted to do at the weekends. How difficult is it, you know, do you have to be an experienced rider to take part? And not at all. You know, we, we take complete beginners. Our minimum age did used to be four, and we've now increased our insurance to cover the under fours. Any really tiny tots, you need somebody to lead the pony and somebody to balance the child just to walk alongside. Um, obviously, we provide everyone with a riding hat you know, an appropriate footwear if they don't have anything suitable. And they do get full instruction on the way around for all the trekking. Get people in the summer from all walks of life. Yeah. You know, it's a level playing field for people who've never sat on a horse before. And it's very satisfying to, you know, get them around that they've enjoyed it. You know, they really can't potentially have a fear if they've not ridden a horse before, they wouldn't know what to expect. And being out on a horse, enjoying the beautiful scenery mm -hmm. around here and you know, appreciating what we've got up here. It is a very beautiful part of the Isle of Man, Kronkavodi, but out here there's hardly a neighbouring building, there's hardly any houses. It must be absolutely spectacular. And to see what comments the visitors have left in the, in the book from all around the world, it, it must be quite breathtaking for them. Yes, definitely. We are very proud of our visitors' book. I know nowadays everything's gone to social media, but in the winter when it's freezing cold and blowing a gale up the side <laughs> of a hill, I think I'm feeling a bit miserable. I'll go and get the visitors' book out and remind myself why we're doing this you know and um, the job satisfaction really of people as you say from from all corners of the world you know making lovely comments on there about how how they've enjoyed you know their visit to the island and what a memorable experience it was coming up up to see us and having a track really and that you know some comments it's made their holiday and even people from the Isle of Man actually there's one in there I've just read yesterday that said you know why go abroad when you've got all this here which I thought was a lovely comment you know that people perhaps you know, even that live on the island, haven't, don't know where we are and haven't been, been up to see us, you know. How did the idea come about, Bryony, to develop into more seasonal activities such as the Christmas festivities and the Easter treks that you do as well? I was just coming up with a few ideas, really, to, you know, keep things going all year round. You know, in fact, actually a couple of the girls from the tourist office have been up recently talking about how they're trying to extend the season and were quite interested in the things that we were offering um, at certain different times of the year. Obviously, any of the trekking is, you know, weather dependent, so we're a bit reliant on that. Although we had a beautiful day on the festive rides at the weekend, and they were actually out in the snow, so photographs there were, were lovely. You know, they look fantastic, like Christmas cards with the children on the ponies, with all the tinsel and the antlers on, all dressed up like reindeers. So it really does make it extra special at this time of year as well, and and the chance to meet Father Christmas and and the other animals that you have here as well. Yes, that's right. You know, a, a very good friend of ours, Sharon, has done a wonderful job of doing two festive areas. The children ride from the the yard here up to the first area up the lane and then they get off the ponies and go and visit our uh, farmyard friends billy the the donkey we've got mabel the goat we've got a sheep little ponies in there as well so the children can all go meet the animals and get the photographs taken and then they ride back off down to go and look for Father Christmas in his grotto and obviously get a little gift. And some of another one of our very good helpers, Cheryl, who's made some uh, extra special non-alcoholic punch for the families and orange juice for the kids and mince pies. So it's quite the family little outing, really. Yeah. yeah. It makes it very different from what goes on in town generally. And sometimes we've been on an island, they say, oh, there's not much to do. But it's creating opportunities like this, isn't it, that makes it so much more special at this time of year. Definitely. And I think um, now, you know, maybe in the past, you know, people would say there's not much to do on the Isle of Man, but I think now it certainly is an awful lot more the whole year round, really. Yeah. You know, things are out there for people to do. Definitely a different experience, quite an adventure even getting to the farm where we are. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> 
down over the little bridge and, you know, things like that. So it is quite an adventure. But I think the thing over the festive rides, and I said to people, is, you know, wrap up warmly, get the kids, get the wellies on and the gloves on. And, you know, we are in the hills. We're right up in the hills. So, you know, dress appropriately, really. Uh, we had some farmers' families up, actually, the last uh, couple of weekends, which was rather nice, some local farmers and their families up enjoying it as well. So, you know, from the countryside and from town as well. It's providing that opportunity, isn't it? Well, you've, you've been involved in horses all your life. You were a very successful rider as a junior. So was this something you always wanted to pursue a, a career in, in horses? I think it's something that's never really left me, to be honest. I possibly tried to move away from it once or twice, but it just follows me around. So <laughs> there's just no getting away from it. Um, and now I, I really wouldn't want to do anything else. When I was born, my mother had a, a riding school on the island, so I was basically born into it. Uh, I did do a lot of competing as a child. Now I'd probably prefer the more laid back. Love being <laughs> up in the hills, away from it all, really. You know, love taking people out and seeing how much pleasure and you know enjoyment they get from meeting the horses and, and having a ride. You know, from children from as young as two and up to the oldest I've had so far was was 84 out wow. on a horse enjoying the riding so it is a full team effort it, it's you know it's a great place to be but it's not just done on your own definitely not you know I started the business with Mr Cannell June about 18 years ago now was many occasions we've said oh I don't know why we're doing this why are we carrying on with this but then as I say you look at the the positive comments and you see people you know leaving with a big smile on their face they've really enjoyed their experience here so that's that's why we carry on with it really and other than myself and Juan we have a great team of volunteers lovely girls there's actually girls who work in an office in Douglas all week and live for the weekend you know <laughs> they just want to get away from from town and come to the countryside and just you know really fill their lungs yeah. with some fresh air and feel you know the countryside get involved with the animals and even for one trek it It'll take a couple of hours to get set up for a trek, you know, to catch the horses in from the fields, bring them in, get them brushed up and tacked up and fill all the hay nets. And, you know, there's always jobs to do around the farm. You know, animals are very time consuming all year round, really. Bryony, do you find social feeds like Facebook and Twitter a best way to get in touch or to find out or keep up to date with events? Because obviously you use it as a bit of a form of advertisement. Yes, Definitely. Whilst I love our visitors' book, obviously people only get to see that when they actually arrive at the farm, the comments that people have already made, and it's lovely for me to look at. But uh, yes, we, we have got um, dragged along, uh, <laughs> you know, to keep up to speed with, with social media and things like that. So I do use Facebook now. We do, do get a good response from that. Obviously, the people can look at the, the photographs, in particular ones recently, of the lovely photos of the children on the festive rides up in the snow, so I do find that helps. The girls from the tourist office uh, have been up, um, obviously trying to extend the season and include things like we're doing, you know, with the Santa rides. So that's a great help as well. We do get some support there from the tourist office, which obviously we're very grateful for. That was Bryony Coulson from Ballahim and Trekking Stables. It's great that they're still busy, and yet some, you know, if we said it to some people, they would think, oh, I've not been there, you know, which which is nice in a way, isn't it? They must have their own little sort of people that, that um, tell each other and tell their friends and they go there and head around that beautiful part of the island. That's right. It's really, really handy now. We have Facebook and social media so we can 
find out that these beautiful places exist and what a great business Brian is running there throughout the summer she's inundated with visitors and just even local people getting up in the hills on them gorgeous horses that they keep and at the moment is the weekends are busy with the children coming to see Father Christmas and taking a ride on the horses up to the hills it's just brilliant idea not quite ponies are they no they're (laughs) fine big beasts (laughs) did you get a lap on one I didn't but I did have the pleasure of going and seeing them and actually looking at the the Santa's Grotto and a lot of work's gone into it credit to you then yeah well done to that Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual the C word is here. Well, we can say Christmas now, of course. And uh, what a nice sort of festive time, even though there's still business to be done at the Central Marts. That's right. Uh, Peter's been really busy with the last of the cattle sales for the year. And uh, I caught up with him to see how trade has been. And I also get a preview of the forthcoming Christmas Mart with Gordon Clegg. Christmas Mart, it doesn't seem 12 months since the last one. Like, well, the time comes around quick, doesn't it? You don't know where it disappears to. Yeah, there's quite a bit of work involved up here, but it's all worth it for the fun you get out of it. Saturday the 23rd, things will kick off here uh, with a cattle service to start with, uh, led by Crosby Silver Band. And then there'll be a selection of uh, turkeys, chickens, geese and ducks, all come from local Manx producers, which will be auctioned off, all oven ready, of course. It's a really great opportunity for local public to come and join in the festivities, but not only that, but to support the local farmer as well. Yes, it is a good opportunity, and anybody anybody and everybody is welcome. Uh, There's plenty of room, there's various things happening. Uh, We've set a little grotto up in the corner here with Father Christmas going, so the kids are all over sight round, there'll be sweets about, there'll be teas and coffees, mince pies... And on top of the poultry, of course, there'll be a few tables out the back with uh, local Manx produce, like with your vegetables and things going around about. There's always that tradition of the sale of the charity bird. Yeah, that's as always a special moment. It is a special moment because everybody, no matter who you are or where you are, is affected somewhere along the lines by an illness of some nature. And it's real good to see these charity birds getting put up. Not only are they sold once and the money put to charity, but often enough they're put back in, they're sold time and time again. And over the last number of years, we've, there's probably four or five hundred pounds each year going from the same bird going into, into these charities. I think one of the charities this year is Isle of Man Breast Cancer again, but there will be another one that's not decided on yet, but will be picked and announced on the day. A lot of work goes into it, but not only is there poultry, there'll also probably be lamb and beef available too. There'll definitely be lamb about. I think there is a little bit of beef coming about. Yeah, there is. There's, everything. there's a bit of everything for everybody. A whole um, Christmas dinner then. <laughs> full Christmas dinner. <laughs> Yeah, all local. Not only is it a busy time at the mart, but it's also a busy time at home for the farmers as well, Gordon, at this time of year. Christmas on a farm can't always be easy. Well, to be quite honest, Christmas on a farm is no different than any other time of year. I mean, the livestock is always there. The animals still need feeding. They still need cleaning out. The work has got to be done. You, You just fit in Christmas around it. You've just got to keep going, and it's all fun. I mean, especially involving poultry the week before is nothing but feathers anyway. <laughs> nothing does change. Uh, even Christmas morning, they'll be up, there'll be livestock wanting tending to, wanting feeding. You might get a five minutes in the afternoon for a good sleep. There's not much chance of that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come time enough at night, though, won't it? Yeah. But it is yeah. a special time of year. It's when the, you know, the farmers produce some of the best produce. We've just recently had the Prime Stock Show. It is a, it is a good time for, for eating and doing well. Yes, it is, most definitely. And you mentioned the Prime Stock Show. What a lovely show of stock there was here this year, like on the build-up. It just shows you what the Isle of Man can produce, and it's all there, and it's, it's just waiting for the people to go out and buy it and make use of it, and let's all benefit from it. Peter, this was the last sale of the year today with some lovely cattle to end with. Yes, it had some uh, nice cows, Angus, pure cows in calf. They sold quite well. There might be some uh, premiums on the Angus-type stock in the future. 
but you know everybody needs replacement cows and they were just some real good stock. Did you see the sale today any better since we had the very important meeting on Monday to talk about the Isle of Man fat stock? I think uh, the cattle sold quite well today. There were some good types, David Kenyuk, some good limbers and types and we didn't have a lot but what there was were some nice quality. Good quality always sells but I think towards the end of the year the sales of price per kilo has been a little bit better than expected and I think today was uh, similar. Obviously it's important to have the Isle of Man fat stock up and running. Is there a bit more confidence around with the farmers generally? Uh, well it's early days yet. Um, had an interesting meeting the other night and the points were put over as has been said. The department members are doing what they think are the best option for the way forward. Uh, we wait and see. It just takes a long time to turn the beef industry around. By the time you pull a heifer and the, she has a calf and then nine months, two years later before you have the offspring to sell at the meat plants, it's a, it's a long turnaround. But if the right payments are there and the right structure, then farmers will do it. And uh, we have been waiting for the somehow to get the same returns as our English and other European counterparts. It is all about confidence in the agricultural community. It has been lacking lately, but it hasn't put a dampener on the suckler sales this back end. No, it would have been lovely if they would have just brought this out a few months ago and the breeders would have got a little bit of the payments as well. But they've eventually come forward with a better scheme or a proposal and um, they seem uh, genuine that they will make it work and uh, I have confidence in Mr Boot and Tim Baker. Now that the cattle sales are finished Peter you'll be looking forward to selling at the poultry sale. Uh, well the poultry sale is a bit of fun we always have a good crowd and just hope the weather's nice but I think on the island we're very lucky that a lot of the Manx people are very good to support and they've tried to buy as much Manx as they can and unfortunately at times they just haven't been able to because it's not available in all the shops that they would like so with a bit of luck the new scheme will produce have a lot of Manx meat being available and uh, the Manx people have been just super to support us. At the end of the day it's the customer that's king and the Manx farmer is doing the absolute best he can to produce the best product. Yes, yeah, I mean the uh, breeding improves all the time. We'll bring in new bulls, new rams and you're always trying to improve the stock and uh, we'd like to think that uh, the stock that goes forward is of a high quality and uh, the fact it's travelled so little and it's nice to be thinking that we're all supporting the Manx industries. That was Peter Quayle, Central Mart's auctioneer, and Gordon Clegg talking about the Christmas Mart. Was there anyone uh, dressed up with the with the Christmas gear on? <laughs> Not quite, but the trade was good and uh, lots of farmers are busy buying still. Yeah, even at this time of year, you know, which, I don't know, you couldn't really say the different types of year you get bargains really can you because it it's just fluctuates so much that's right it is market driven and however the uk is going seems to flow right back here to the isle of man but it was nice to see the trade was good and a little bit of confidence about so all being well it'll be a good new year yeah and it's nice that uh, this sort of call at the Christmas Mart and things as well. It keeps that, you know, festive spirit with it, doesn't it? Oh, the Christmas Mart's so well attended now and all walks of life turn up to get their full Christmas dinner. But um, it's just the atmosphere, that whole Christmas atmosphere and all the decorations in the Mart. You'd hardly know a beast had been through there a few days before. They do a great job. Yeah, well done and all the best uh, for 2018 for all involved in the Marts. Well, speaking about Christmas, uh, I went along to have a chat with Vivian Quain, one of the well-known characters off the north of the Isle of Man. And she told me some of the memories and hard work that was involved in the farms around this time of year. I was born in Lazare a long time ago. 
I was born at Glentraman. My father and mother had a poultry farm there, selling poultry. They used to pluck and dress it and selling eggs. That was their life. And then, of course, the idea of poultry and eggs running free all went out of fashion. And that's when the battery hens came into it. And people didn't want to pay the price for free-range eggs. And now, of course, it's all gone back the other way, that they want free-range eggs. And, of course, we had geese, and at Christmas we had some turkeys. Mother and father, with the help of my brother-in-laws and my sisters, at Christmas time did all the plucking and dressing for lots of farmers around the north of the island, turkeys, geese, whatever. They had two electric pluckers, which made life a lot easier than plucking them all by hand. The feathers were kept all separate, the white duck, the white goose, the coloured ones, the hens and the turkey, because the white duck and goose were very valuable in those days for quilts. It was before duvets came in. In January, of course, they'd be all taken away to England and dealt with there. Well, that, that was a big part of, of sort of income for that time it of was, year, was that? It was. That's why we mm. all got married either before Christmas or in January. <laughs> <laughs> the only time people could afford it. My father always told us that anyhow, yes. It was hard work. I didn't have much to do with it because I was too young, thank you. But my mother really worked hard doing the plucking and dressing. There was no heat. It was a galvanised building, no fridges, no freezers. They had a big wire safe that all the poultry was put in when it was prepared. People used to bring it in, say, this morning, and they'd probably collect it tomorrow night because Father liked to hang the birds before they were plucked because that drained the blood out of them. And my grandfather, who was an old man when I remember him, used to sit with the pipe in his mouth in his chair, winging the feathers, pulling the wing feathers out because that made it easier to pluck them. And, of course, you didn't have them there to pull out at a later date. Quite a lot, too, doing oh, yeah. the pull, you know, from yeah. getting them organised, picking them, yeah. and then getting the feathers and, and dressing them ready, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and, of course, I have to say my father was very particular about dressing birds. They had to look good, ready to be cooked, go on the table. You know, there was no pin feathers left in them or any scars on them. And Don't be bruising them. That was another one, That was it? another yeah. one, yes. But the electric pluckers, of course, didn't bruise them. They might tear them a little bit if you were not gentle enough with them. But when you pluck them by hands, that's when you bruise them a bit because you drip them a bit too hard. It was hard work. As I say, my mother and my sisters did the pin feathers and they did the singeing with the methylated spirits. Oh, that brings back horrible memories of that smell. <laughs> it was one where you got your hands warm yeah. and then they used to dress them. I can remember, going back donkey's years, they used to make skewers for them out of the tramon branches. The wood, you could uh, whittle them down and make beautiful skewers. And they went through the bottoms of the legs when they were sat nicely dressed and it held them all in place. Mm. They made a lovely job of them. But did you, when you seen that many and got that many ready, was anyone looking forward to... Sitting down and seeing them on the table then to eat. We had roast beef. <laughs> yeah, all right. What about Lazare at Christmas time of the year? Was it celebrated well? Oh, yes, yes. Because, of course, we had a social club which met in the church hall. We played badminton and darts and talks and we did plays. No, no, no pullback, yeah? No, no, no. A cup of tea with sixpence. Old money. And then um, at... Christmas, of course, church was the centre of life, really. 
and the parish they came from Glen Alden and down the Gary and all we all met up there and New Year was the time we had the parties for the social club. On New Year's Day, we went to the Gaiety Theatre, two coaches. On, we, on New Year's Day? On New Year's Day to the pantomime. There was always a pantomime. And then somebody would have tea ready when we got back to the hall. We'd have tea and then we had a social night. Everybody was there. There'd be a lot of us. There'd be 50, 60 of you there. There was a gang that used to come from Regabee. Now, what sort of age were then? Was there a mixture? Oh, mixture mm. from the old to the. I was probably one of the young ones. The old ones were the parents, sort of their late 60s, 70s. Everybody joined in. There was nobody left out. Mm. We had tea, <coughs> stacks of food, and we'd have supper. And I suppose we'd all finish about half past 10 at night and we'd all go home. Oh, it was a wonderful occasion. Mm. And we had the Sunday school parties and the Mother's Union party and everybody went. Nobody was left out. Was there lots of trees put up around the, the village? and, and the, Well, I suppose, suppose there was. Well, you've got to remember in the early days, I'm remembering, money was still tight. Wouldn't be many electric lights and things then. Oh, yeah, we still... Uh, I think one of the last <clears> places to get electric that I can remember was Ellen Ben Farm. Because I know when my sister got married, there was no electric in Ellen Ben then, and they got it in shortly afterwards. That would be in the 50s. I think most of us had electric of some description, but the great thing in the, the 50s and all was there wasn't a lot of money around. Because, as I say, rationing only finished in the early 50s. You won't remember that, Simon. No. I do. <laughs> Did that make Christmas tough as well? Yes. We didn't get a lot, but we always got something. We always got oranges and tangerines, the proper big ones you don't see today. You always got some chocolate, but you see sweets were rationed and all. But um, we were never short of anything. It was good home plain cooking. We had a butcher that came round, Tyson Burroughs from Kirk Michael, van full of meat and you picked what you wanted. You had the fish fella Ledley's from Peel. And we had the grocers coming round. We had George Less from Water Street in Ramsey. Oh, was that was that Nelson's? Yes, lot, yeah. yes. <clears throat> I remember uh, them coming to to our well, farmer with you're, the old you're, van. You're not as young as I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> to see the big block of butter that they used to cut the big chunk off for you, you know. But no, the the we, as I say, times were hard. But nobody went short. Everybody looked after everybody else. Well, I suppose you, you mentioned the church before. Was there lots of people? Obviously, they had the carol services, but did lots of people go around carol singing? Oh, yes, there was always carol singing. And what round and the houses? Oh, yes. No, there was all sorts, and there, it was all good fun, and everybody was good company, and uh, a lot of marriages came out of the church and the social club. An awful lot. What about now? Do you still look forward to Christmas? the end of 2017 as much as you did when you were younger? Oh, yes, yes, because, of course, it's different now. You've got the families, because we've got a, a little one of 14 months now, and she thinks trees are wonderful. She's probably too young to appreciate it this year, but I think next year she'll probably appreciate it more. But, uh, no, it's uh, nice to see them all, and they come home from university, and it'll be nice to see them all. Vivian Quain from Solby with her memories... Uh, 
off the farm and the, the work that was involved in getting poultry and everything ready uh, for this time of year and, and obviously cooking and getting things ready for your own families as well. Yes. Tough times. Yeah, it was always such a, a busy time getting the full family around for Christmas Day and back then I suppose it'd be lots of family to come round and enjoy it together. Yeah, they seem to swap and go from one place for dinner, one for tea and things now, don't they? So I suppose then there was whatever probably bales and milk and stools they were sitting on, <laughs> wasn't it? And all the oil drums. Because like, there wouldn't be that many chairs, I suppose, in the house, would there? No, but it was still such a special day. And the farmers, they did they did work hard, but uh, to take a little bit of time off, enjoy each other's company and play a few games, and oh, it would have been yeah. brilliant. Is it a, is a big Christmas, uh, big celebration in your farm? We do enjoy Christmas Day, especially Christmas dinner. Mum makes a, a big effort with a goose and veggies from local farmers round about, and it is special. We all get together and get all the feeding up done first before opening any prezzies and then have a Christmas Christmas dinner and lie too, really. Yeah. What's the most bizarre <laughs> present you've ever had? You're allowed to tell me that? <laughs> I can't think, really. What about you? I got a chair once. Never. Hmm. Bizarre, but there you go. There we have it. Yeah, not, <laughs> not in use anymore, I'm afraid. But there we go. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Well, there uh, some memories from festive times and hard work on the farms, getting the poultry ready, as well as uh, cooking for families and, you know, probably massive tablefuls as well. I imagine then, Simon, they would have had quite big families and, and obviously the workmen as well, they may have come round for the Christmas dinner as well. Yeah. It's such a, a really special time for the, for the farm people. Yeah, I was the youngest out of seven, so there was a fair, oh, fair old crew at ours. Plus they had geese and dogs and cats that would scratch in for them wondering what was going on. But yeah, it's good. Some good memories there uh, from Vivian and 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 telling us about the hard work as well that it was. You know, and, you know, it's a lot more mechanised now, isn't it? With all the machinery that comes with even the poultry production, it you just don't know you, you're born now really compared to back then when it was. You know, manual labour. Yeah, and great that the, the horses are out that part of the Isle of Man around Little London there at Ballahimmon uh, with uh, Bryony Coulson and, and June Cannell there. You know, it's, it's, it's a wonderful part of the, uh, the world of the Isle of Man. It really is. And, and they're doing a great job opening up in the, you know, it's a wet old time of year and it's hard to keep animals right at this time, but they're still, you know, soldiering on and, and just giving something for the Manx people to go and do in the countryside at this at this moment in time. It's lovely. Yeah, and it's nice just before Christmas and the last in this current series of countryside to get some positive feedback from Peter Quayle and his team at the Central Mars. It's been an up and down year, but uh, trade has been good generally just recently. So all being well in the new year with the uh, problems levelling out at the meat plant, let's hope for a good one. Yeah. And if you remember on last week's programme, Kiri, having a, a good chat with Bob Cooley about uh, his memories on the farm times. That was a, a good long interview. Obviously, we couldn't fit it all in on the last programme, but it is still available on uh, the Max Radio podcasts uh, on the countryside part of the Max Radio website. But all that's left is to wish you all the best for Christmas and New Year and all the best for 2018. We'll be back in February with the new series of Countryside. So from Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Merry Christmas. We'll see you in February. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't sit in the slow lane. Join the fast lane right now with Shaw's all-new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. 
For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shore.com. Love the Terms and conditions apply.